Right, it's good to have you out here tonight. It's good to be here today in the middle of the week on Wednesday to just come and see one another's face, to fellowship together, to hear God's word and to pray and to be encouraged in prayer. Uh, Brian's not here tonight. He's not feeling well, so we ask you to just keep him in mind in your prayers. Tonight we'll be looking at Psalm 50 and um, Psalm 51. Psalm 50 is a passage I spoke on um, in our service at the Milwaukee Rescue Mission this past weekend on Saturday. So today I just want to take one verse, a couple verses there, and a thought from there, and bridge that on to Psalm 51 as well. In Psalm 50, God is giving a summons to all people of the earth. And he's speaking to dividing those peoples into two groups, into those who are his people and those who have rejected him. And he has quite a strong challenge, even to his people. And to his people, his challenge is this, in verse 8 and verse 9 where he says this, not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you. Your burnt offerings are continually before me. I will not accept a bull from your house or goats from your folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the hills and all that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and its fullness are mine. <coughs> He's reminding his people of who he is and how they are to worship him. He's rebuking them for a fake worship. He says they have come to him with the right mode of worship, but with improper hearts. And so he's reminding us how we need to have and we need to pursue in our relationship with the Lord to pursue a right heart. That is our inner thinking. I was speaking on this on Sunday, or speaking on Sunday and thinking about um, monitoring my own self-thought. You know, you talk to yourself all day, <clears throat> and we need to monitor that. Monitor that. Um, it's not just folks who are crazy, but we, we are speaking. There's our inner thoughts are going on all day, and we need to monitor them. Because what I find is I'm too often... Um, I'm less critical on myself, and I allow my thinking to go in ways that it shouldn't before I catch it and, and call it what it is, a sinful thought and sinful attitude. In fact, we even think, well, I just thought that, so it's not really a sin just to think something. When the Bible says you ought to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, he's talking about everything that you are, including your inner being and your thoughts. And so we recognize <clears throat> that we have thoughts that need to be checked. And so God is saying, when you come and worship me, you can't just worship me in the right mode without also checking your heart and your, your inner being, your inner thoughts. So one of the things is recognize how you speak to yourself or, how, or what your inner thoughts are and acknowledge when they aren't right. 
um, you know, I have cursed in my inner thoughts and said words I would never say outwardly. But inwardly, I've thought those things. That's why Jesus says, um, when you, um, you are a murderer if you hate your brother. He's saying, you, 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 you take it to an extreme. You hate, but you act like you won't act on it. But in those thoughts, man, we, we kill each other all the time with our own thoughts. And he says th those thoughts are wrong. So here in Psalm 50, he's identifying a people who worshiped him on outwardly in the right way, but inwardly they weren't right. And God is saying, I know your thoughts. So you can't just come at me like I don't know it and, and think that you just give me these sacrifices, this outward form of worship, and that I just accept it. Because he says, I don't. He says, I reject. He says in verse 8, <clears throat> um, I don't rebuke you for your mode of worship, the sacrifices. But verse 9, I will not accept a bull from your house or goats from your folds. And so he re reiterates with them that what they were offering to the Lord was not acceptable. Not because something was wrong with the offering, but was something was wrong with the offerer, the person who was giving this form of worship was not right writ in their heart. <clears throat> Look at verse 14. He says this, Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High. Um, one of the things as I monitor my self-thought, I have to challenge myself to be thankful. In other words, to stop complaining. To stop complaining inwardly and to be thankful. And to be thankful to God. Not just thank my lucky stars. <laughs> I need to thank God. And acknowledge it is him that all my blessings flow. And so it, not, it doesn't need to be just a rote thanks. You know, Lord, I thank you for this food. Thank you for this day. Thank you for waking me up. Those things are true, but it needs to be true in our heart. We need to be acknowledging that. And I know what we do sometimes, and, and it's nothing wrong, we lead our heart with our mouths. We say what is true, so hopefully our mouths, our hearts will follow. And that, that's, that's okay. We just have to make sure our heart is following that. And we're not just saying it with, with our mouth. We need to speak truth and then meditate on that truth, that it really is true. For instance, <clears throat> I need to recognize and God is good. And that's not just a saying. They need to look at specific things in my life that show and prove to me that God is good. And then I need to recognize that even if I didn't have things right now happening in my life, I'd still have to be like Job and say, God is still good. Even if things aren't going well with me, God is still good. He's not just subject to the whim of how my day is today, but he's good regardless of what I'm going through because that's his character and that's his nature and if I remind myself of that truth I'm also reminding that even when things aren't going well for me God has not changed his character and I can depend and I can trust in him and I can find hope in him because of who he is in his unchanging character and I can be glad about that <clears throat> So he says, offer thanksgiving, true thanksgiving. And so we should reflect in our hearts um, 
that we are thinking and carrying that out. And when we don't carry that out or don't think properly, check it. Condemn it for what it is and get back in line with our, our proper thinking. Yeah, one of the uh, verses, I think it's the Second Corinthians, says, take every, cap, take every thought captive. And that's what it means. Examine those thoughts and reject those thoughts that come in and, 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 and <laughs> excuse me, aren't right. Don't entertain them. Throw them out. Kick them out. Uh, uh, call them for what they are and then uh, reject them. And then, uh, so he's on this idea of worshiping him with a true heart. And then we get that same thought um, in the next chapter, in chapter 51, a couple areas there. We know what Psalm 51 is about. It's David's confession of his sin. And it's a specific, um, it's personal, and it's, it's a model for us as well. But I want to pick out a few things there that reflect on this same theme of our inner thoughts and um, our worship to God with a true heart. Um, look, <coughs> excuse me, verse 6, Psalm 51, verse 6. Could someone read that for me? You delight in truth in the inward being. David is confessing his sin. He's saying, God, you, you delight in me being truthful in my inward being. And then he says, you, you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. In that area that nobody else sees or hears, um, that we often cover up and hide and and, uh, you know, camouflage and masquerade or something else. God says, I see right through that, and I require truth in that area. So um, one of the reminders of us is, is to do that, to, to give to God that form of worship that is, is right and true and that worship that comes from a true heart. Now, we recognize that our heart isn't right all the time, and that just reminds us acknowledge it instead of just faking it acknowledging it and go from there with the right heart confess it Lord my heart my attitude about that isn't right and I need to correct that and now Lord I want to worship you forgive me of that sin and I want to worship you that's what David is saying you require <clears throat> truth you delight in truth in the inward being there's a couple other verses in this uh, chapter <coughs> excuse me verse 16 of Psalm 51, you will not delight in sacrifice or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. See how it's, it's, it's going back to uh, that same thought, that same theme that was in Psalm 50. Um, God says the outer form of worship is not, uh, I'm not impressed with that. I will not accept that if the inward um, worship is not right. If your heart and your thinking and your attitude is not in line. So um, I've said this before. So many people say, well, pastor, my heart ain't right, so I ain't going to go to church today or, or I can't praise today. Well, my answer, God's answer to that is get it right. That's the first step is acknowledging. It's just like when we deal with sin. Acknowledge sin is the first part. Well, we have people who acknowledge, yeah, I know I ain't right. 
That's confessing. The other one is forsaking. Forsaking that, turning from that and turning to what is right. So get our heart right. I like what he says. Doesn't he say that in, in, this, ver- in this chapter? Yeah, um, verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. We can actually pray for that. Lord, I've discovered that my heart, my attitude is not lining up where it should be. I desire, Lord, that you help me to maintain, give me a clean heart, help me to have that, help me to keep that. Um, And so we see that that's something, that's actually something we can pray every day, can't we? (laughs) That's something that that we can can come to God often at. And um, whenever we're disturbed in our thoughts, we can pause there and, and pray to God and, and ask him uh, to help us in that. Yes? Yeah, that's a good question. How fast can God answer that prayer? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm remembering First uh, John... It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, we should expect God, when we pray that, that God has forgiven me of that sin. I've acknowledged it to him. He's forgiven me. As soon as I acknowledge to him, he's forgiven me. And I can go on and worship. If that wasn't true, I could never worship. I could never worship God. Um, and so as that comes up, yeah, just confess it. Um, um, give it over to God. Now, there may be some things that God requires of us that may call for us to do some, take some action. Um, and we can take that action. Um, and we may not be able to take that action right away, right, when we're praying. Um, but it's that heart attitude that needs to be corrected first. Correct that. He cleanses us. In fact, I think... Praying that is part of the answering to that prayer. We're praying, God, God, give me a clean heart. It shows that we have a desire to have a clean heart instead of, well, I ain't, ain't going to bother with that now. You know, I, I, don't feel, I don't feel like it. No, Lord, give me a clean heart. So I hope I've helped answer that uh, uh, question. If God can cleanse us right away and we can go on and serve him and worship him and continue uh, in a right spirit. So he says, um, create in, verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. So we're acknowledging that we need what only God can give. And, and, and in fact, I think that's important. Um, we don't just need a mood change. We need God's work in our heart. You know, you can be in a, in, a, in a sour mood, and then you can think about something good. You know, I'm getting paid Friday. I'm on vacation. I have a day off. Oh, now I'm in a good mood. Okay. What we need, not just a mood change. We need God's work in our heart. Think about Jesus as he dealt with um, the get difficulty of the cross and the difficulty of, of his ministry. He didn't just need something to, to make him feel good. Um. He needed to surrender to the Lord and to surrender to the Lord's will in a difficult time. So he didn't need just his circumstances changing. He needed 
to reflect and, 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 and focus on God's purpose and, and be totally committed um, to that purpose. He, he needed a, a, a direction and a heart that was towards God's, towards God's, fulfilling God's purpose. <clears throat> I want to be careful as I say that Jesus didn't need uh, a cleansing of his heart. He was not sinful and had no sin. Um, and what he had was the weight of God's purpose and God's will and the struggle of that weight and the, this just to be uh, committed to that. Another verse we're going to look at is verse, um, we looked at verse 16. Verse 17 goes along with that. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. So again, um, it's a focus on the inward, our inward being. Our worship, not just outwardly. Um, especially many of us here today, on a Wednesday, we come and, and we're faithful to God's service. But he's saying it's not good enough just to show up at service or to come at that time. He says, I want you to truly worship me in your heart. You notice we start our service with a, 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 a time of worship and singing. And that's a time when it's not just to get the tune and your voice right. It's a time to reflect on the words and to focus on worship to God. So, you know, it may sound one way um, to our ears and those who are musicians are, are careful to try to get that sound right. And that's, there's a place for that. I understand that. We practice for that reason. But what God is saying, even more important than that, being in tune musically, is being in tune spiritually in your heart to, to um, take some time to actually worship God as you come and as you sing and as you fellowship and as you, you go through this. And, you know... Sometimes we think, oh, man, that means I got to be spiritual all day long. And people take that the wrong way. That means I have to be fake all day long because we, we fake the spirituality. Hey, brother, how are you doing? And I'm blessed. Um, no, you don't have to fake all day long. You have to be thinking towards God and recognizing when your thoughts aren't lining up and going to God and say, you know, that's just not lining up. And um, I'm wrong. I'm, I'm in sin. I ask your forgiveness, creating me a clean heart. So God requires that inward worship. Um, and uh, that's a daily challenge. That's a 24-7 challenge. <clears throat> but that's what he requires. Look at verse 17 again. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. What does it mean to have a broken spirit? Well, one thing it means is humble. Humble. Another thing it means is bowed down and surrendered to God, saying yes to God. Um, a broken and contrite heart, oh God, you will not despise. As, as the psalmist David was um, um, confessing his sin, his heart was broken about what he had done and, and he was in contrition. He was in repentance to God and he wanted to be restored to God. And we read through the psalm, we see he's, he's asking for God's restore, restoration. 
verse 12, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me with a willing spirit. They wanted God's cleansing, his restoration, and he countered on that. In fact, he said in the next verse, then uh, will I teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Um, so he's looking forward to, to living um, in the power that God, the power of the forgiveness that God provides. Any questions um, with this psalm, Psalm 50, Psalm 51 in our discussion tonight? Ms. Beverly? You find yourself crying at night. Mm -hmm. Can you guys hear her back there? I'll repeat what she said if you couldn't. Can you hear okay? She said this is a new thing that she's going through, this, this hardship with her health and, and sickness. And she finds herself crying out to God sometimes at night and asking him for, for help and, and strength. He, she goes to the Lord to, to ask him, um, and, and she's finding uh, her strength in him, knowing that God can heal and trusting in, in God in that way. <coughs> Anybody else comment or sister? You know, our feelings, um, they're like a <laughs> thermometer. Feelings indicate our circumstances oftentimes. And it's good. God gave us feelings. Um, and you can look at a person or you can see their feelings. You can kind of know what they're going through, right? Um, and so um, we, can, we go through ups and downs, right? That's just, just life. Our feelings are kind of a thermometer of those circumstances we're going through. If I had a rough day, I'm going to come in, not going to be a big smile on my face. I'm just kind of sober-minded looking and sometimes blah and, and just, you know, um, and th those are my feelings. But I don't live only by my feelings. Feelings are that, that thermometer of my highs and lows that day. What I need to do is reflect on truth. There's a difference between feelings and truth. Feeling is like the temperature of the day. Truth is... God's constant, and, and what is true about God, what is true about his character, what is true about who I am in him, and what he has for me. So think about Job. Job went through these hardships. So his feelings, he can get real discouraged, right? But the truth is he's a child of God, and the truth is God was planning some things for him that he didn't understand and had these things for him to experience that he didn't quite understand. But he did it actually for our good. In other words, God is in control of this whole thing. And it's kind of in the narrative of Job. God is saying, Job, you don't have to understand everything. Just remain faithful. Keep trusting in me through your ups and downs. And I will carry you through. And so 
Uh, if we live on our feelings, you know, we're going to be tossed like a wave up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down on that roller coaster ride. But if our feelings, in our feelings, we, we latch on to God and his character and his truth. The truth is today is just one day in eternity in my life. It may not reflect all that God has for me. This is just one of those downs. I can deal with it. I don't ignore it. But the truth is, I am a child of God who's been forgiven of my sin, who's been given a home eternally in heaven. I will dwell with him forever. I will enjoy his blessing all, for all of eternity. That's the truth. And so, yeah, we, we, we vacillate through those ups and downs and feelings and what God has in store for us. And the truth of that. I saw another hand. We'll take another comment before we close. Brother Charles. Appreciate the comments tonight. As I mentioned, Brian uh, won't be doing his session. He's sick tonight. So the next person in line, I think, is Andy. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> kind of want to give continuance to our Pastor's Appreciation Month um, prayer focus for tonight. Um, what I want to focus on is not really a but he's training to be a pastor. Um, I want to focus just our prayer on Brian um, and really just focus kind of um, as he's continuing to train to be a pastor, as God is continuing to lead him, teach him, grow him, just all those aspects of his life and training him to be a pastor that we just um, put him up in prayer for that as that is obviously a calling he felt he was called for and it's a very important calling and that God continue to grow him into that office um, as he's been doing. And then I'll close it off. So I have just a couple people who feel like they want to pray, and then I'll close it. I'll do like I did last time and just no praise for like a minute, and then I'll close it up. Lord, we just continue in prayer. We just lift up Brian. We lift up um, just the work you're doing in his life, and how have you led him into the ministry? We ask that you continue to grow him, continue to teach him, continue to give him wisdom in your word, and allow him to um, continue to pursue the calling you've given him to be a pastor. Um, open the doors to allow him to see where you're leading him and um, continue to just grow him uh, as a pastor and continue to help him be wise and mindful of the callings and um, how he should um, be conducting himself, Lord, and um, what's required of him to be a pastor. You continue to just grow him and build him and use him as um, as one of your people, as one of your ministers, and um, continue to just grow him in that and bless him in it. In your name we pray.